It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello everyone, welcome to Club Live here on Club At 22, the Rangers podcast. We are live on YouTube tonight, so like the video, subscribe to the channel and get yourself involved in the live chat. I am Scott Carney and I'm not on my own, hallelujah. Uh, Ali Pearson, how are you? Not too bad, just I'm a little bit better than the last Club Live I was on when I was bursting at my arse, Carney, oh, trying to host it, so um, no, I'm re- ready for tonight. Good. Ryan Haymarch, how are you mate? I'm good, boys. Good to see you all. Good to see people in the comments. Uh, doesn't feel like a Friday lads yet, does it? I'm still my head's all over the place doing a doing a club live tonight. I'm I feel as if it's a Wednesday. I'm all over the shop, so uh, but happy to be here, boys. Yeah, I'm assuming, mate, for kind of three days out the way of working, I'm still a bit confused about what day we're on, but I'm, I'm happy that I've got another two days off now before I need to attack our first week. And second appearance on the podcast, Nicky Oven. Nicky, how are you, mate? Good, thank you, mate. Glad to be back. Similarly, I've managed to negotiate three days, been back at work, having two weeks off, so but glad it's a weekend. Absolutely, yeah. Look, there's a lot to get into tonight, as you would expect, so I'm not really going to hang about. Uh, just a quick plug for the live show. There is still tickets available. Uh, the link for the uh, the link for the tickets will be in the description for this podcast. Please do come along. There is a, a limited amount of tickets left. Uh, so if you'd like to come see us on the 19th of January at the Loudoun, um, that's where you'll get your tickets. Uh, and we hope to see you all there. Very much looking forward to it. Uh, right, we'll start with, just quickly, because I'm, I'm aware that I was the only one that done the done the reaction pod on Tuesday after it's weird even saying that on Tuesday after the Kamarnock game when it felt like it was just bizarre a three o'clock kick off on a Tuesday uh, but yeah obviously I was the one that brought the action to it so Ali a, a pretty comfortable 3-1 win for Rangers what was your, your overall thoughts on the game? Yeah I, th- I thought it was a very good performance by the Rangers me and Mr Haymarch had a wee text message in the morning both thought it could be a wee bit of a banana skin because Kamarnock had been playing well 
McInnes has got them well organised. They've been a bogey team for us and Ben as well this season. So I didn't think it would be as straightforward as it was, Carney, because I think it was. I know it went back to 2-1, but overall I thought I thought Rangers were very good. Moving the ball quick, as we say. Um, Kilmarnock really couldn't live with us and there were some good performances in there in terms of um, young McCausland, who I thought it was his best performance in a Rangers jersey for me. And uh, Ryan's Turkish delight as well, I thought was... Um, very good um, at that left back slot. So no, overall it was it was all positives for me. And Rangers conceded a penalty, can't Who would have thought it? Eh? Who'd have thought it, mate? Who'd have thought it? And it's it's still not shut anybody up. It's still it's still been a crazy crazy week. But welcome on to that, of course. Ryan, your overall thoughts on the game on Tuesday? Tuesday, yeah. I suppose same as you. First and foremost, three o'clock on a Tuesday sent me <laughs> almost over the edge, boys. I'm a man of uh, a creature of habit. And I kept saying to my dad, I cannot get my head around this three o'clock kickoff here. Um, I I thought it was a great rally. I thought it was a very positive performance from Rangers. Again, just a kind of marquee stamp on Clement's uh, reign. It was literally what you expect for his team. Bodies getting forward, different a different kind of different kind of flow to the team in terms of if you see, if you remember, Yilmaz was kind of coming inside. Um, as a kind of left. Left centre mid, would you maybe call it? Bodies flooding forward in the second half, just going for like going for the win, going for the, going for goals. Can it's what you want to see? I think we wasted a lot of balls, which is what we do a lot. But it was a positive performance, and yeah, me and Ali texting them all, and I said I don't have a great feeling about this today because I know McKinney sets his team up well. He put that big guy, the big tall lad, um, at the back. He put him on Seaman. I think he kind of did a not bad job on him. McCausland for me in the first half, he wasn't great, but what a finish, and he just kicked on from there. And, and for me, these are the games I bang on about, but young players need to they need to be given a chance to make mistakes and have halves or half bad games, let them kick on, then they'll score goals and get their confidence up. And I think that game on Saturday was, or Tuesday, Saturday, there you go, default, <laughs> uh, on Tuesday was will be worth its weight in gold for McCausland because. He was allowed to make his mistakes. He was allowed to have his dip in form, and, and he was ta- he kept taking the man on and not getting past him. But got his goal, and I agree with Ali. A solid performance, and yes, who would have thought it, Mister Yelmaz? We run in the game. We run in the games. He's your left back, boys. <laughs> we'll come to him later in the show, mate. We'll definitely we will, come we will. in the show. Um, Nicky uh, Ryan made a point there as well. It's probably it, we're probably beginning to see a kind of blueprint of what we expect to see under Clement in games and I think Tuesday did highlight that but three really well taken goals as well really well worked goals Oh 100% mate I think uh, in, in hindsight uh, it was comfortable right similar to, to Ali and Ryan I did have a bit of anxiety prior to the game I think I'd echo what they, they said about McInnes he's obviously had a result against us already this season he's had two really strong results against Celtic as well as other teams but we have seen previously this squad can often allow one bad result to turn into two and three. And I think one of the things I will say is Clement and this squad have done a brilliant job to start to shift momentum. Momentum shifts quick in Glasgow. Over the last two or three months, I think he has started to shift the dial. We, we took a wee bit of a bump at Celtic Park. They've kind of got a, a wee bit of a bump off that. But I think very quickly, if, if, if that had turned into a draw or drop points again, I think very quickly that momentum would swing away from us. But no, I think in hindsight, three really good goals. I think the thing that was the best for me, Scott, was 
the penalty setback within three minutes, we had the two goal cushion again, right, right on the pedal, back up the park. Red Van was brilliant, great, lovely ball across. Cantwell added numbers as well. He's come in for a wee bit of criticism after the Celtic game and maybe not having as much numbers as you'd like, but in hindsight, really good result, and I think it keeps the good, the feel good factor going into the winter break as well. Yeah, it was important to bounce back, obviously, after the disappointment of Saturday. Uh, and I thought I thought the team did their self-justice, so I really do. Uh, and I agree. I think the most pleasing thing for me was there wasn't this heads down, feel sorry for ourselves after the Kamarnock scored the goal. We kicked on and we, we as soon as we scored the third, it took the wind right out of Kamarnock's sails. They knew they weren't going to be able to pull back um, two, never mind three goals in order to win the game. And yeah, I thought it was a, a rather comfortable win and really pleasing. It was nice to leave Ibrox thinking, right, we're going into the winter break now. And yes, Saturday was disappointment, but what I seen on Tuesday was, was very much acceptable, very much acceptable. And you can see the 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 tactics, the movement, the the philosophy of Clement coming on to the players now. And I say in all three goals were, were superb and Seamus was a absolute screamer. It was even better when I seen it back in the telly. I was like, how did he do that? And of course the Moonhowlers are saying it's a handball. Of course they are. Anyway, talking about handballs, we'll move on, gentlemen, because there's obviously the biggest thing to come out really in the past couple of days is the Rangers v the SFA round two. Now, there's a lot for me to read here, so I do understand that, but uh, I just think it's important for all to be read before we obviously have our say on it. So Rangers did ask for the audio. It was declined until the meeting happened on Wednesday. After the meeting, Rangers released um, via the via uh, fan media heart and hand the following statement. From the meeting, there was an overriding consensus. The VAR decision of no handball was incorrect. Having listened to the audio, there is no mention of a potential offside at the time of the handball decision. Rangers is also deeply concerned at the haste at which the erroneous no handball call was made Rangers has appealed to the Scottish FA to release the audio and explain the decision and future contentious decisions involving all clubs to the public as would be common practice in England for such a decision the club um, made uh, a number of specific requests and it hopes the Scottish FA will respond in order to improve matters going forward one of these said requests was rumoured to be that Willie Collum um, Rangers requested Willie Collum is not involved in any capacity for any Rangers game going forward the SFA disputed Rangers this uh, Rangers take on the meeting uh, and they released the following pretty shambolic statement I'm not going to lie and you'll probably get well, the, the tone of this the rest of this um, segment's going to go anyway but their statement read the Scottish FA is disappointed by contents of the most recent statement issued by Rangers in relation to a match incident during the club's recent Premiership fixture against Celtic. Chief Executive James Bisgrove and Director of Football Operations Craig Craig Robertson attended a private briefing with the Head of Referee Operations Crawford Allen to review the incident in question including the use of match day audio. We understood from the Chief Executive that the meeting had been constructive and informative and con- uh, conducted amicably. This does not appear to be reflected in the club's, the club's statement. During the meeting, it was pointed out that the incident in question was a subjective handball and that VAR did not deem it sufficiently clear and obvious error to refer to an on-field review. Furthermore, the offside would not have been mentioned at the time as it's not part of of the VAR's decision-making on the handball. It was highlighted within Clydesdale House that Clydesdale's house that had the VAR considered the incident to be a handball offence and asked the referee to carry out an on-field review. The attacking phase of play would have been checked and offside would have been uh, been identified. The supplementary information was relayed to broadcasters in-game and we are reviewing the process of information um, 
dismissation to avoid any perceived ambiguity in the future. There was an overall there was an overall consensus that the incident could not have led to a penalty kick being awarded in any event, and that there was no impact on the final outcome of the match. Scotland's VAR protocol. I'm going to miss that bit out. It's a lot of nonsense. Um, and since the one bit that um, I think we're probably most interested in was finally we note post from a recent official media partner of the club's detailing request from the private meeting were immediately were immediately rejected. We would ask that the club representatives show greater responsibility in such matters, especially in the context of recent incidents in European football that have compromised the safety of match official match officials and led to widespread condemnation. Now before we go any further, I want to say, just to clear things up, that um, we all know it's not a penalty. We all know that a penalty wouldn't have been awarded. I completely understand that. Now, based on how the, how the process would have happened, it would never have been a penalty. So, as I say, before I go any further, I don't want that to be kind of misgood as we're trying to say that it, that, it, that it should have been and Rangers should have been awarded a penalty. And I, I still don't think it was the cause of Rangers losing the game. But anyway... The issue is the offside being released 30 minutes after the decision was made by Colm and not when Colm didn't clearly see that the incident was a handball. Uh, and in Rangers' words, the haste of the no penalty call that when it was made. The big concern is the motivation behind the release of the offside images and when they felt it wasn't a penalty subjectively. I don't know why they bother checking the offside. I don't know whose decision that was to make, but I think you can clearly see why Rangers are pretty upset about this and I think it is very much just the next round and there'll be plenty of rounds more to go. Ryan, I'll come to you first on this. What's your take on all this and these seemingly conflicting statements from the SFA and from Rangers? No surprise, Carney. It's just the inconsistency from them first and foremost. It's 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 been there throughout. I think you look at Willie Collum, we could highlight so many. I've seen a few in social media. Uh, since the game about the Candace one, nobody's saying, well, certainly none of us, I, I don't believe are saying that Willie Collum is a Celtic fan or he's anti-Rangers. He's just a terrible, terrible referee, Carney. And he always has been. Let's not forget, he gave us a penalty about 10 years ago at Celtic Park and he was facing the other way. He was facing the other way when Cut Broadfoot fell down in the box and he heard contact and gave us a penalty. Was it a penalty? Probably not, Cap. Carney, but that's the kind of referee you're dealing with. He just he's not consistent. He's a poor referee and he's been in the top flight for circa I don't know, 10, 15 years, something like that. The statement for the SFA is frustrating. They're saying they're disappointed. How do you think we feel? Um the the thing that that can annoys me most, and I would all been the same. We didn't watch the game together. I, I certainly didn't watch it with you lads, but when they came out with that in the second half and they said, oh, by the way, the decision in the first half and we've been told it was offside, it stinks a cover-up. That That is absolutely stinks a cover-up. It stinks of someone who has done something wrong or try, try to backtrack. If they hadn't done that and then it could come out after the game, then maybe. But the fact that the point had been made, get that over in the second half, make sure that's, that's said in the air that it was actually an offside, just stinks a cover-up. No, it wasn't a penalty because, yeah, probably was offside. I've not seen enough angles or lines of whatever they're going to do to show us it was offside. So it probably was offside, so that's fine. And it wasn't a penalty, but it's the whole... It's just so unprofessional for a, a footballing association to to carry this with their work out the way they do. And and we're, we're more about ref. We've been on game um, podcasts before, Carly, where we're winning 3 or 4 now. 
and we've actually started where we need to talk about a referee today. So this isn't just when we lose. We it's a frustration we've all got with referees and, and it's just it's so unprofessional the way they've dealt with it from start to finish. Release the audio, put your hands up and say a mistake was made and we'll look into it, whether it's Willie Collum being demoted or whether that whatever. Willie Collins' time is well up as a referee, by the way, and I will say that. Well up as a, a top-flight referee. It has been for years, but they don't want to do that at the SFA. They've got this bit where Rangers will know because we've challenged them on things. and It's a never-ending saga, and yeah, so we just need had, we have to go on with it. For me, mate, it needs to be... I don't agree with the Willie Collum not refereeing Rangers games. If he's still a top-flight referee, get him to Ibrooks. That's what I say. Get him to Ibrooks. I want to see him at Ibrooks. I don't agree with the not refereeing Rangers games. We can't pick and choose who referees. Um, it's just we have terrible, terrible officials in this country, and who runs them are as equally as bad. Nicky, I think the the biggest thing that annoys me about the statement being released is, again, I'm I'm, I'm cautious of me sounding like I'm in Howler. We have there's one club in this country that has consist, consistently released stuff about officials. They've spoke about it at AGMs. They've released a full feature length film about the conspiracy that is against them, and not one peep came out of the SFA from this. Rangers have went in, and my my opinion, blue tinted glasses like if you're not, I pointed out a blatant mistake and an incorrect way of approaching the matter as well. It isn't it isn't that it was offside. It isn't that Willie it is mostly because Willie Collum quickly said that wasn't a handball, which is ridiculous. I mean absolutely ridiculous because it was. But it it's the it is the stink of the cover up that's coming around it. The SFA are basically saying this is Big Bad Rangers. Everybody look at what Big Bad Rangers are doing. And if anything, it's the the statement they've released is it's shambolic because it's it's incorrect in many ways. No, listen, you've um, you've taken the words right out of my mouth, mate. The the one word I was going to use is just shambles, right? The whole thing is just an utter shambles. Um, I I would probably agree with with both of you. I, I don't buy into conspiracy theories and refs are against Rangers, right? I I just think that the vast majority of officials in this country are just really, really bad at officiating football games. Um, This does stink of a cover-up, right? Hypothetically, Willie Collum has made a complete mess of this decision. How how he can deem that not a handball is beyond me, right? Obviously, we didn't have the luxury watching the game on the TV of, of the offside and the build-up. None of us spotted that, right? Every single person thought in, in any era of football that that is a penalty kick, right? You think about the, the rules about natural position of the arm and ball-to-hand or hand-to-ball, right? There is no way that is natural. He literally moves his hand towards the ball, right? So how Willie Collum can deem that to not be a handball and not even ask Nick Walsh to come for a second viewing of it is beyond me. And and, 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 and yeah, listen, I would completely agree. What has then happened is they've went to the studio, everybody is in agreement that this is a penalty. He's probably heard from his other officials that you've made a bit of an arse of this. The outside noise is, is getting heavier and heavier. And, and he's done what all humans do, right? They go and they look for some way of relieving themselves that actually they've made the right decision because 
to release that 30, 40 minutes later. And, and the best bit about all this, right, is the fact Ian Crocker threw him under the bus. Because it was Crocker who turned around and said it would have been good if we'd heard this at the time, right? So it's the fact that he's thrown him out for, from thrown him under the bus. But the, the whole thing is just mad, right? Because how's he given a goal kick? Do you know what I mean? If, if, it's, if, he's, if he's said that, listen, he has handballed it, but he thinks it's a natural movement, then surely it's a corner. And likewise, if it's an offside, then surely it's a free kick from where the offside was. So, yeah. no, listen, in one word, utter shambles. Um, and, and and I expect this to drag on for a while because Rangers, I don't think, are going to let it lie. And like you say, the SFA will be thinking, big, bad Rangers, we will do whatever we can to stop them getting the outcome that they're looking for. Yeah, that's the way it feels. That's the way it feels to me. And I think, and the one that you're saying about why was it not a corner, I don't think VAR can then decide that it is a corner. But if the decision was made correctly and the process was correct, or the process that the SFA want you to believe that it, it is, then it would have been a free kick for offside. That's but, but Column didn't make the decision to say that it was handball. And the bit that stood out for me in the Ranger statement was the haste that he done it at. He must have just went, "That's not a handball." Like immediately, just said, "That's not a handball." How how are you seeing that? What are you seeing? That's just pure pure peer pressure, and he crumbled under it. And he's made a he's made a hood and arse of it. That's, that's for absolute sure. Ali, I think there's a simple way for the SFA to really kill any sort of argument Rangers might have, and that's release the audio. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Well, that's what they do in England. Uh, they won't do it. They won't. No, they won't do it. No, they won't. <laughs> you think they would after coming back at Rangers and saying, well, we didn't say that, so we'll prove it. Uh, there's so much more I can say than the two guys. It's an utter shambles, Carney. Call them. I mean, it goes back to weeks and weeks and weeks building up to this old firm where he and Rangers don't get penalties against them, don't get this. There's the usual pressure on these officials going into these games. Um, but uh, the thing that annoys me more is he didn't think it was a penalty, Carney. See yeah. if he went, it's a handball, it's a penalty, then VAR checks for the offside after that. And then if it was offside, we go, fair enough, it's offside, yeah. we move on. 
But it's the fact that he's went instantly, which we've heard for Rangers going to apparently. If you've got Neil Lennon and you've got James McFadden sitting <laughs> in the Sky Sports studio going, that's a penalty, I'd be raging if that was given against us, then God, it's a stone waller. It's um aye, it's just I'll I mean we go on a bit more time. Um us here and then Ryan talks about more time these referees. The standard's shocking, can't it? I don't know what you do going forward with it, but there, there is big pressure on these referees, in particular on old firms. Because if they give the wrong decision against certain teams. You know the backlash they get from it. Um, so there's huge pressure. What you do going forward, I don't know. I've heard all sorts of stuff in terms of do you bring in referees from out with Scottish football, but what would that make Scottish football look like if you start going down that route and you can't? Um, I don't agree with Rangers saying they don't want Willie Collum to referee or be involved in any Rangers games for. I don't. I agree with Ryan. I don't think he can get down that route and picking and choosing referees. But overall, for me, shambles a circus and it how how bad does it look in Scottish football that that games are premier game up here on Sky Sports that's the big game Sky went up here and it's a shambles down in England they must be laughing their head off up here going what the hell's going on up there but yes I'm not I'm not surprised Carney because we're just still up here <laughs> so it's, it's not a shock and it doesn't just happen against Rangers I mean I've seen one against Hearts yeah. yeah, the other week as well, they get an absolute shocking one against them as well. Um, so it's not just us; it's, it's other teams in the in the league. But it's it's the stand of the referee, can it? That's what it is. Just not good enough. No, it's just not good enough at all. Um, and before I move on to away from it as well, is the the the, the bit about the the bit about the statement as well about basically because they released it via heart and hand, and heart and hand released the um, the the. The statement, not the statement, but the 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 thought behind Rangers asking for Willie Collum not to be involved in Rangers games. I don't. I think that I think that's more so just to identify and to try and hammer home that Willie Collum should be removed from his position because I don't think he can continue. Not after this, he can't really be taken seriously after this going forward. But they they then say that we are basically inciting riots onto referees as well with this comment at the bottom. And that that to me is. All you're trying to do there is completely whitewash the issue that's happening here and just point the finger at Rangers, which isn't right. It's not correct. The SFA really should know better than to do something like that, and they've made a bit of a made a bit of a mess of themselves. They really have. I just believe. I think if if they really wanted to, they could address this situation properly. We could all have a sit down. The whole of Scottish football as a whole, and even when they said it's only been in Scotland for a year, that's your fault that it's only been here for a year. It's nobody else's fault. You had plenty of opportunity to get it into Scotland before and you chose not to. Just like we don't have full-time refs in Scotland, and that's probably where the issue lies at the start. You need full-time referees in this country, you really do. But it needs it needs scrap from top to bottom and it needs started again. Um, it really does I mean, in, in terms of the officiating in this country because I don't see this one lying anytime, lying, letting, getting, letting to lie anytime soon. I think it's going to continue on and on and on. So a very, a very, very interesting situation to be involved in. But for the good, for the sake of Scottish football, I don't think anybody in Scottish football can agree that Willie Collin can continue on as an official. And I'm not saying that he shouldn't manage Rangers games, but there's nobody that's going to be able to say that he can continue on because he can't. It's time for him to it's time for him to be removed from his position for sure. 
Uh, before we go any further, I'll do Ali's favourite part of the show and I will do a word from our sponsors. So cheers to the new year from our friends at Manscaped because your resolutions shouldn't be the only things that are well kept. 2024 is time for new heights, new opportunities and a new look for your balls. Manscaped Lawnmower 5.0 is every man's cheat code to look good, feel good and turn the page on confidence this year. Whether you're looking to maintain a trim or go for a, that clean shaven look, this trimmer has you covered. Trusted by 10 million men worldwide now is your time to get a grip on your grooming with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com, use the code CLUBAT22 for 20% off and free shipping. Happy New Year or Happy New Balls. Introducing the Manscaped's fifth generation lawnmower. It's not just a trimmer, it's your grooming sidekick. Equipped with two skin safe blade heads, a standard one for taking a little off the top and a new foil blade to go smooth wherever your heart desires. It's like having a personal stylist at your fingertips or, well, wherever you need it really, I suppose. Um, and for men who want the full grooming experience, look no further than the Performance Package 5.0. In this grooming kit, you'll get trusted lawn, the trusted lawnmower, Manscaped ears and no hair trimmer, essential aftercare products and the crop soother ball aftershave and the crop preserver anti-shaving ball deodorant yes it's deodorant for your balls bet you didn't think you needed that I didn't think I needed that but no I, I can't say I'll ever go back now that I've started using it so get 20% off and free shipping with the code club at 22 at manscaped.com because nothing says happy new year like a deal that leaves your balls and your budget feeling refreshed embrace a new you and definitely embrace a new trimmer courtesy of Manscaped. Thank you very much to Manscaped for their continued support. If you use their code, use our code on their website, you're supporting this podcast. And if you want a chance to win one just for the price of a raffle ticket, a whole you get a whole kit of it, then come to our live show and you'll be able to give me a chance of winning it. But no, thank you very much to Manscaped for that. Um, next on the agenda tonight is the statement released by Rangers regarding the seating arrangements and the singing section, if you like, for season 24 Again, apologies with the statement. Following a significant period of consultation with supporters and numerous stakeholders, Rangers FC can now announce new seating arrangements within Ibrook Stadium, effective of the 20, season 24-25. As has been the club's long-term ambition, a number of new accessible viewing positions are to be added at the rear of the Copeland front, increasing our overall wheelchair access accessible spaces to 153, the highest of any stadium in the Scottish Premiership. Additionally, following the trials earlier in the season and to further support and men's first team player feedback, the club will introduce an expanded singing section within the Copeland front. The Ibrox atmosphere is renowned the world over and the club are committed to enhancing that even further to ensure our famous home remains one of the most iconic venues. It does go on. Um, to the, to discuss how people that are affected by it will get first dibs at various seats, and there will be a chance to 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 sit together. There will be a chance to sit together. So, Nikki, I'm going to come to you first. There's going to be a personal, um, an in person, sorry, uh, a dedicated in person uh, meeting for those that are um, affected by it. That's going to be held on the Monday, the twelfth of February. <sighs> Uh, it's easy for me to say this because it's not affecting me, um, but I think this is a good thing and I do think the club are doing everything that they possibly can to accommodate those that are being disrupted. Yeah, agreed, mate. I think um, you can kind of look, there's probably two things. I think firstly, the club, the club appear to have done their due diligence with us, right? They have ran the trials for 
various games with with moving the singing section, the kind of union bears. Um, it sounds as though um, it has been very well received. It sounds as though they have reached out to supporters. They've reached out to the squad, the management team, and and it sounds as though there is overwhelming favour for for this move to happen. Right, I think I've seen results uh, north of kind of ninety percent. Right, so. Um, the, the, the club have definitely done their due diligence, I think, behind making the, the change. On the flip, listen, likewise, you, you, you have to feel a bit of empathy for, for those that are impacted by it. Um, there will be numerous fans who have had these season tickets and seats for a number of years. They potentially have emotional ties to, to these seats. Um, but listen, the, it, it sounds as though they've, they've done all the kind of background to it. There is overwhelming support to make this change and it sounds as though the, the club can benefit with, with, with making this change and, and listen, collectively, that's what we're all looking for, right? It's success from Rangers. So um, I can see it from both sides, but likewise, I think if the, the squad and the supporters are, are in favour of doing this, then it can only be a good thing for the club moving forward, I think. Ali, I, I'm agreement. I, I think anything to improve the atmosphere. Um, not that I think it's particularly bad, but you know what it's like sometimes at the kind of run-of-the-mill games. If it wasn't for the UB, it would be quiet, and I think we all admit that. But to move them there, I think it's much more of a spectacle. I think that's probably a, just a, kind of a bonus of moving them to there. But I, I believe that it's going to increase the singing section because there's a lot of them that there's a lot of people that want to be there. There's a lot of people that want to be involved in that. I do have to feel sorry for people. I wouldn't be particularly pleased. I'll be honest. If it was me that was getting moved, Massey, I, I love Massey, and I, you do have a weird emotional attachment to where you sit. I don't know what it is, but you're probably the stickler for that, mate. Because even if I've got a whole row next to me, you know, come sit next to me. But what's your what's your take on this, mate? What's your take on the move and the way the club have handled it as well? I think they've handled it. I think they've handled it well, to be honest. They've been trialling this stuff, Carney, this um, beginning of the season, moving the Union Bears about. I think they're better where they're going to put them behind the goal in the Copeland. I think the Broomlin stuck in the corner. They're out of the way a wee bit down there for me. If they're behind the goal, it will look better. It'll look better on the telly as well, Carney. It'll better atmosphere. They want to grow that area as well. It's You're never going to win, Carney, with it at all. Because, like you say, you've got guys that have sat there for 20, 30, 40 years. Um, same group of guys round about them. I'm the same as you, Carney. If I was told to move from us, yeah, I wouldn't be overly chuffed about it. Um, but they're trying to improve the, the atmosphere at Ibrox. That That's the ultimate goal for it. And they're going to be, these guys will be moved. And they have said though they can move them to areas of the ground still to sit with their, their friends and family. So they'll try and accommodate them as, as best as possible. And the wheelchair um, access as well, which will be really good for them because they've had a a terrible um, position at Ibrox over the years, so it'll be it'll be um, really good for them. But it's um, I think it's positive, Scarney. They've discussed this for a while. Um, they've asked the players as well about it in terms of what do they prefer to. So no, I think it'll be good. I mean, selfishly because I'm closer to the Copeland, I'll enjoy it because you'll have more noise coming. But it's uh, it's a shame to, for these guys to drown to drown out your screaming. I. <laughs> Ryan can hear me for that government front. Uh, no, but, um, aye, no, it's, it's a shame for these guys that are moving because I'd, I'd be the exact same as them. But for the overall greater um, um, of Ibrox in terms of the, the support, in terms of the, the crowd and the noise, etc., 
I think it will benefit Rangers going forward. But you can never you, when you do these things, Carney, you're never going to please everyone. There's there's nothing you can do. I mean, it's like my years, Carney. We have discussions in my years in terms of away tickets and all that. You're never going to have something that that um, keeps everyone 100 happy. And this is another similar type thing. But I think overall it'll be a benefit. Yeah, I agree, Ryan. As well, there's a lot of people will always, always say that obviously we expand iBooks, we should fill in the corners. It's not just as easy as doing that. Like it, it would take huge amounts of money to do something like that. It really would because you're reconstructing that whole corner. Pretty much, I'll for one would love as many people in iBooks as possible. I think you could fill it for another half over at least for 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 really big matches. I think you could easily get seventy five thousand in there, no bother. But I think the club are. I think they are doing this the right way, and at the end of the day, they're doing their best to to increase the capacity of the stadium as well as doing the right thing for the the um, disabled accessibility for better views for them not to be sat out in the rain like they have been for so many years. When because it's they sit right down the front of the main stand, there's no real any protection for them. It is unfortunate for those that are going to be moved. I do understand that, but with a with a survey coming back of ninety percent plus. I think the most of people are, are for this idea. Yeah, they've, they've asked the fans their opinion on this one. They've not just went and made the decision and said, right, that's where they're moving to. Um, we're not interested in what you think. This is happening. That's it. The, the board, whether we like what they've done on the park or what, how they've invested or who they've appointed as manager, in terms of off-the-field stuff, Carly, they're pretty spotless for me. I, I, I'm, I'm so impressed with them off-the-field. If you'd be overcritical, you'd maybe say, was building Edmondson House the right time for us to do that? Could we uh, use that money on the field to kind of stamp, put our stamp on and be number one again? You're, you're picking away there because Edmondson House is a is an investment for the future. It'll make money for years, but in terms of the pitch, they're always asking for their opinion. They're always asked, putting surveys out after every game. I genuinely believe after being at that fan forum, there are people picking these up. There are people listening to to what we've got to say, what we want. And as you say, ninety percent. As the boys have both said, you're not going to please everyone. I do wholeheartedly sympathise with fans who are a bit aggrieved that they're having to move seats. But Rangers move on. Rangers will be here when we're gone. Um, Rangers have moved on from the days of just fans turning up. You now have this kind of ultra, whatever you want to call it. Um, side of fans that go to all the games they try to create an atmosphere their displays are absolutely fantastic, love seeing them and I'm all for it um, like I say there's always that kind of caveat that you sympathise for the fans that can move but I'm all for the, the, the Union Bears being behind the goal, the only thing I'm going to have to adjust to myself to is the drum, the drum constantly I am definitely turning 40 soon because the drum I can't get my head around, it just annoys me every game I'm at it uh, it's going to be a lot closer to me, but at least Tavernier might not hear me shout at him any longer. <laughs> Possibly. Also, <laughs> a comment's been made there uh, about best about safe standing to get bears in front of the Copeland Road stand. I think that's probably going to be in the pipeline, I'm not going to lie. I would imagine they're going to look at safe standing there because you increase the capacity there even more. Not by an awful lot, but I know they become almost three-quarter size seats, not full seats, if you like, so there'll be maybe a 
at the end of every row, there might be another two, or however that works out, however the maths of that works out. So I think that's probably what they'll be looking towards. But no, as I say, I, I do feel for the, the ones that have been moved, but I think anything to improve the overall atmosphere at Ibrooks and to help in, uh, to help improve what's already a pretty amazing atmosphere, uh, I'm, I'm all for it. I generally am all for it, and I'm looking forward to seeing seeing it going forward. There was only ever going to be one place it was going to be, and it was going to be the club in front. There was never going to, there was never going to be anywhere else. So I can get why it's been done. I also think it opens up the opportunity for um, for Rangers and Celtic as well to open up discussions about away fans in because you have the ultra group, if you like, or the Union Bears or whatever, basically the other side of the stadium. It could open up the European allocation. Not that I think that's really a massive effect, but it's they're quite heavily, not policed, but they're quite heavily marshaled, if that makes sense, the singing section. So... Um, so you can kind of, I'm thinking of hopefully the long term that it opens up conversations for that as well and we can start getting fans back into old firms, but we'll see. But no, I think the club have handled it well um, and probably credit to them, credit to the board for the way that they've managed that. It's not often we've done that in this podcast, is it? Giving credit to the board. Uh, but no, I think they have. I think they've managed it very well. Uh, we'll move on to a few transfer ins and outs, contracts, etc. Uh, that one of the ones was this week was the, the, the kind of strong rumour that Lundstrom's going to get offered a new deal. Clement seems to trust him um, as a as a leader on the park and seems to, to really like him. Ali, what's your take on John Lundstrom? He's, he's clearly been a, an improvement under Clement. There's no doubt about it that he's got better. Does he does he deserve a new contract? Oh, beginning of the season, I was one for getting John Lundstrom out of the club, <laughs> along with probably quite a lot of other people. Under Clement, he's probably one of the most improved for me, Carney. Moving the ball a lot quicker. Um yeah, he's a key guy for me in the middle of the park. Well, we were all going into our old firm going, I wish John Lundstrom was going to be there. And he did appear. Um, what is he, 30 now? I'll just turn 30, Lundstrom. He's on a big wage at Rangers. Depends what John Lundstrom wants, Carney, because I don't think Rangers will offer him. I think at most Rangers would offer him a two-year deal, probably. Um, and I don't know what wage though. I don't know what wage he's on, but I'd imagine he's on the top, the top bracket of earners. So... Depends what Rangers want to go in at at his age, but he said he wants to sign for Rangers. If it was me personally, Carney, the way he's playing at the moment, I'd give him a two-year deal. Um, I don't know his wage that he's on. I don't know what he's on. <laughs> Do you let him go and reinvest those wages in somebody else, maybe somebody younger? That, that's uh, that, that, the argument to it. But beginning of the season, I went off to my contract, but he's changed my mind since Clement's come in. I think Clement likes him as well. He sees him as a leader in the group, Carney. Um, we need leaders in the park, so he's one of them. So for me, yes, I'd offer him a, a two-year deal. Yeah, I think, look, a contract for Rangers to give out, they probably, Lundstrom's going to be on a decent wage. There's no doubt about it. He's, he's done come up here for buttons. He's going to be on a decent wage. I would probably be looking at the, reducing the wage to an extent, but you obviously don't want to insult the guy either. I think Lundstrom's made it clear that he would like to stay here. Um, he would like to stay. Um, thank you very much, Cammy, for buying a ticket to the live pod. Very much appreciated. Thanks very much. Um, I think he would he would, he would, would be happy enough to stay here, but it's going to need to fit him as well. Ryan, you, your thoughts on this? Is it reduced terms? Does he deserve a year with an option of a year, a year, two years, with an option of a third? What's your thoughts on it? I'm going to be harsh here, boys. I'm going to say... I'd let him go. Um, John Lundstrom, I always think of the European performances and what he did that year, I always think of that. But in terms of us going forward, 
No, for me, I know I know he's on big money. I'm pretty sure. I don't want to use the word source, but I'm pretty sure he's on thirty grand a week. Is what I've heard. If that's the case, then that can be used elsewhere. Um, he's he's improved under Clement. I don't want to be too critical and, and bring a negative to the pod. He's improved under Clement. He has, and he loves the club. But Rangers need to start stepping forward for me, and and midfield's a big thing for me. Like when we think of Ryan Jack and what he's contributing to to the midfield. Over the course of the season, John Lundstrom turning up 10, 15 games maybe a season. No, I'm sorry, I know it sounds harsh, but I would definitely let him go um, and I would thank him for his for his services. Yeah, it's, uh, I can get where you're coming from because it's not too long ago. I know it's harsh. I know, I was saying the same thing though. You're thinking, he's, yeah, is he part of this old guard now? Is he part of the... The scar tissue, the players with baggage that I was that I was speaking about after the, the after the old firm, and potentially yes. However, he's never injured. He's always there. He's always playing. And under Clement, he's definitely improved. So it's one of the ones that I'm looking at and going, "Do we?" It's it's a, I can't. I think it's a catch twenty two. I think we're damned if we do and damned if we don't. I really am. I I just think it would cost to get somebody in that would be able to do what he's doing for us just now. Would it be worth just sticking with what we have? Mm. I say I'm 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 kind of on the fence, but I'd probably more lean towards uh, at least a year, a year's extension to see if he can keep his form going into next year as well. If I was guessing, Carney, Clement, I agree with Ali. Clement really likes him. He trusts yeah, him. He does. So on that basis, I would imagine Rangers are trying to strike a deal with him. Yeah, I would, I think so too. It seems that way. Nicky, what's your thoughts on Lundstrom? Um, listen, I get. The, there is a lot of noise at the minute about people just wanting to strip this squad, right? Clement's come in kind of halfway through a season. I've seen a lot of visuals of the squad and people going, keep bin, keep bin, and kind of working out 15 and 16 bodies leaving, right? In reality, it's just not going to happen. I do think there needs to be a core that we keep. Um, I almost think that we have a bit of a decision to make between Lundstrom and Jack. Um, for the end of the season, I think both their contracts come out. But like like Ali said, I'd be I'd be very interested to know what a new contract looks like. Is it a, a rolling contract similar to what we've done with Jack and what we've done with Arfield towards the end of his career at Rangers? Is it a longer deal? Is it reduced terms? One of the things, and I think I think I can't remember who it was that mentioned it, but one of one of the elements that I've I've mentioned a lot recently is. Our transfer strategy, we need to look at the robustness of players, right? The last two years, we have been absolutely murdered with injuries, right? And likewise, Lundstrom has been here about two and a half years, with the exception of that horror tackle at St. Johnston where he's missed a game. I can't really remember him being unavailable for two and a half years at 28, 29, 30. I can't really recall him being unavailable. We kind of know what we get with Lundstrom. We, we do get these kind of purple patches with the European run. We've obviously had Clement coming in. Will Clement allow him to, to drop to some of the levels that we've seen under Gio latterly and, and, and Michael Beal at times? Maybe not. I, I, I think if it's a decision between Lundstrom and Jack, I offer Lundstrom the deal and I thank Jack. And I know you're a fanboy, Scott. Likewise, I am also a fanboy of Ryan Jack. But when you only play 10 and 15 games a year out of 40, 50, 
you're, you're no use to us, right? We, we need people who are going to play 30, 40, 50 games and be available week in, week out. I think moving forward, you've kind of got those two centre-mid positions. If you keep Lundstrom, you have Lundstrom, you have Raskin, you have Sterling, who's your kind of utility. I would like us to go into the market for another centre-mid. There, there's talk about this Brighton boy who's with Standard Liège. You've also got Bailey Rice, who's the understudy. I do think you need four or five quality centre-mids to fill those two positions. Um, so I, I think in short, yes, Lundstrom, I, 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 would be, I would offer him a deal. But I think it depends on on what that deal consists of in terms of length of time as as well as the the contract as well. Yeah, spot on, mate. Yeah, I'd pretty much agree with that. Uh, and look at, again, if it's an option, Ryan Ryan Jack's one that's he kind of falls into the bucket with with Kamal Roof. He's not as deep into the bucket as Kamal Roof is because you can't even see Kamal Roof. He's that far down the bucket. Uh, but uh, Ryan Jack, it's, it's time for him to move on. Unfortunately, he can't be relied on enough. It pains me to say it. I thank him for his service. Of course he has. I think he's been great for us. But we need consistent, consistency and we need fit players. We really do. And it's as simple as that. There's just All of a sudden, Jack got injured and he's just disappeared. There's been no chat of him. There's no nothing really in about him. Uh, and it, it's a consistent theme that keeps happening. Um, I say I don't think you could ever we've had this discussion before you can never say to a player it's Rangers or Scotland because I don't think that's particularly fair but that's the as a fan I would be saying that to him I'd be saying it's Rangers or Scotland do you know what I mean it's, where do you want to be because the Scotland Scotland um Playing for Scotland isn't going to help, but with the Euros coming up, he's going to want to try and get fit, make an appearance, so he gets called up for the squad to go there. So, yeah, um, Lundstrom ones, I think, it'll split opinion among support, um, but I would be, I, we'll, wait, we'll wait and see the outcome. Wait and see the outcome. We'll, wait, we'll see, wait and see what happens. I've left this one to last because it's probably going to break Ryan's heart. Well, maybe not. It depends what way what way things fall here. But there's been strong rumours of um, Redvan. Uh, been linked with a move to Verona. Um, obviously, it's speculation at best, but there's a report that Clement's pretty, pretty much a fan, or he's, a, he's quite a big fan of uh, Joyce Doig, used to play for Hibs. Ryan, I'm going to come to you first. What's your thoughts on this with, with, with Yelmaz, if it was to be a direct swap for um, Josh Doig, or if Rangers got a bid for Yelmaz that matched what we paid for him, would you be keeping him? Would you be letting him go? And does it all depend on the replacement would be, etc.? Well, first and foremost, I'd be submitting a bit of months compassionate leave in with you. Yeah, I think if he left Rangers, um, it'd be very Rangers for somebody to start playing well and we'll get rid of him. Um, yes. <clears throat> we all know how I feel about Yelmaz. I think he's a good player. I think he's very forward positive with um, attacking play. I think he could definitely be better defensively sometimes. His composure's not there. But I think we've got a player. I genuinely do think we've got a player. That I, I'm not I'm, I'm not just thinking about Borna the I genuinely think Red Fans got a future at Rangers if he stays. I know he's not everyone's cup of tea. Josh Doig, I liked him when he was at when he was at Hibs. I thought he was a good player. He was a player that I wouldn't have mind to come to Rangers at the time. And if, if Clement fancies of them, so be it. If he thinks uh, that he he could come here and do a good job, then then bring him in. But I would just be disappointed to let this young boy go. But the thing is, with Yilmaz, like, how much did we buy him for? Four and a half, five and a half, something like that. It was five a million, yeah. If, yeah, it felt a ludicrous sign at the time. He is another one who will not be on shy money. He'll be on a decent amount, I would imagine, if he's came for that transfer fee. And I think there's a I think there's some sort of clause as well, or some sort of instalment 
as well, what I've heard um, with Besiktas, that, that it was, they would maybe have to cough up as well. If he's not in Clement's plans, then yeah, this is the time. He's a kind of an asset, if you want to call it, to move on and bring somebody in who's going to be long-term. And if it's George Doig, then I'll take him. Um, if I had my pick, Carney, I would actually go for the boy Cochrane at, at Hearts. Oh. If, if, if Red Van was leaving, I would go for the boy Cochrane. I like him. I think he's composed. I think he's got a bit of swagger about him. And he can take a corner kick as well, which we don't seem to have anyone who can take a corner kick at the moment, if anyone's noticed. So I would definitely have... That's where my heart would be. First, keep your eyes. If not, I would go for the boy Cochrane. But I'd be open to... I'd be open to Dodge as well. If Clement fancies Dodge, then I'm behind him. Yeah, Nicky, obviously, I think there's not any doubt that the Kilmarnock game would be seen the best in um, Yelmaz. I thought it was very interesting the position she was picking up kind of inside, um, being an in, kind of inverted fullback, if you like, at times. Um, check me out with all my technical knowledge. Uh, but I think it was, I think it's maybe came at the right time for him and for fans that I think when we seen how good he played on Wednesday and Tuesday with Vulcan, I went, oh, hang on, maybe we shouldn't be looking for a left-back. Maybe there is something here. Maybe there is something that we can do. Because especially with Lundstrom dropping into the back to offer protection when Yilmaz is kind of breaking forward, it did seem to work. I get it was the first time we've seen it and I get it was against Kilmarnock, but it's an interesting one for me. I've always been a fan of Josh Doig. I mean, I have. I remember before, even before, when he was at Hibs, I thought Rangers really should be looking into him and he was really kind of strongly tipped for us. We were all discussing him. Uh, but your opinion on him, Nicky, um, does Yilmaz stay? Does Do we take what we got for him? Um, if a bid's made that way, what's your opinion? What, where do you think his future lies? Well, I don't, I don't think it's any coincidence that his better performances come when he gets a run of games. Right, mm-hmm. he's been he's been somewhat unfortunate with injuries. Um, I think Gio and Beal have both seemed to prefer Borna Barisic. I I said on the pod last week I thought that Borna Barisic was Clement's favoured left back, but I, I probably stand corrected. I think Borna I don't think was in the squad for the the old firm, but I, I think Yilmaz is is now playing. I think um, listen the. Obviously, the, the links come in from Verona. We've obviously seen Doigs there, and as football fans, we do this thing, don't we, where we just go, oh, we'll just do an easy swap, right? Have a day. <laughs> it's, it's, it's done as easy as that. But I think since then, there, there has been rumours that, that Doig will actually move within Italy. I think Torino are heavily linked with them now as well. So I think if, if it's a Verona are, are going to give us money and we need to go searching for a left-back, I don't think January is, is the right time to do it for, for probably a couple of reasons. One, January is notoriously difficult to deal with, but I would be very keen to see what Ridvan can do in the next six months or the second part of, of, of this season. Um, I similarly do have some slight concerns. Yilmaz physically... I think Hearts and Shankland exploited it a wee bit in the 2-1 game at Ibrooks. You, you know that the kind of Shankland header when he peeled off the back post. I think the profile of, of Scottish teams may look to take advantage of that. But I, I thought he was probably our be- one, certainly one of our better players against Celtic. I think he had a lovely assist for Cantwell. I think the, even the, the McCausland goal, it, it starts at Ridvan. He recovers the ball. I think he starts to transition really quickly before Seema plays it to Dessers and, and through to McCausland. And listen, I think the, the fact you mentioned there about him coming inside, Borna Barisic, 
honestly frustrates the life out of me, right? <laughs> the, this, I'll take the ball, I'll, I'll put it one yard in front of me and I'll just hump it into the box 20 yeah. times a game, right? The law of averages will see somebody get ahead on it and get the odd assist, but the progressive play, the, the contribution that Yilmaz makes to attacking football, coming into the middle and, and not almost piggybacking Sima on the left-hand side like Barisic does... I, th- I think at the minute he, he signed for four or five million. I think he signed a five-year deal, which would suggest we've still got about three and a half left. I'd like to see what he does in the next six months. And then I think we make a decision in the summer if it's going to work or not, would be my view. Yeah, solid view, mate, to be sh- to be fair. Um, Ali, I think uh, Nicky makes a great point about Barisic. Barisic maybe fit, fitted into Rangers when we were playing a certain style under probably Gerard. I think at that point it worked. I think we'll come on. I think it's completely different really how Clement wants to approach the game and what we've seen from Yelmaz on Tuesday was maybe what Clement is expecting because Tavernier's already been doing that but we're used to Tavernier doing that it's what Tavernier's always been he's always been this attacking wing back gets himself into the middle of the park but I even noticed on Tuesday there was at points Tav was pretty much centre mid and I was like oh right okay so you can see that they're taking turns of both of them coming through the middle so maybe Yelmaz fits to Bill more than um, Barisic does, but I, I probably there isn't really an argument for that. I think either way, now Ali that Yelmaz is probably nailing down the spot at left back. I know it's, I know it's only been two performances. I get that, and there is still a bit for him to prove in terms of being able to say consistently fit and put in consistent performances at the same time. But what's your opinion? Do you do you look to move him on if you get the money? But you keep the money back for him. Where do you think his future lies? I think it's sweet to say you should watch yourself so that Bonabarisic, by the way, the moth, the moth, watching. The moth yeah. is watching. Yeah. Brian's <laughs> had a raft of the moth in uh, last season. So um, I give Barisic a contact. But no, Bonab- I mean, Barisic, all jokes aside, is one, we should be moving on in the summer along with Ryan Jack and Kamar Roof and all these other players. He's in that bracket, we move on. Um, Yilmaz... He's not had a run in the team for me to really judge him. He's been in and out. Barisic pops back in because he was only one in the European squads who has to come in. So for me, you need to give um, Yilmaz a run. I agree with Nick. I'd give Yilmaz a left-back slot to end of the season. I'd give him a... Um, Dog's a good player, 21 years of age. Yeah, I think he'd do a job. I'd like to see Yilmaz get it to the summer and then we'll we'll see then for me. Um, the, the way he played against Kilmarnock, and he's done this a few times where he comes inside Carney and just carries a ball. And there was a, there was a one at Ibrox where he carried the ball and he kept going and going and going and he put the ball in the back of the net, Carney. I'm trying to think who it was, but he scored an absolute nailer. He's done That's this good. a few times. And you're on about to have coming inside, McCausland coming inside. It seems to be a partner play that um, Clement's doing and he looks like he fits that. Barisic doesn't really fit that. Barisic was good when he had Ryan Kent on the side and he would go either side and it kind of worked but do I have Ryan Kent anymore? We're, we're, we're trying different we've got Seymour that side now so it's a bit different so no, I'd persist with Yilmaz at the moment Carney. He's, the, the last couple of games I've seen him I've thought now nah, there's something in you. I know what Ryan's harped on about him for God knows how long he's Ryan's got three tattoos of Yilmaz on his back. I know. I might have to come back and then... I get my hair cut done done at the Yilmaz's. I've heard about that, Ryan, but we'll keep that between ourselves. Um, 
But no, I might have to come back to ride at the end of the season because I think you were right with Yilmaz mm. because the way he's playing at the moment, Gary, I, I, he's starting to look like the player that we paid the money for, for me. Yeah. Um, defensively, I he's not clever at times, but if you want a guy that can attack and defend, you're going to have to pay silly money. That's why Tav gets a lot, a lot of criticism. So, yeah, I like the look of Yilmaz at the moment, um, but I'll judge him in the summer. As long as he gets a run, I would hate for him to get a few games and then Barris just gets put back in and then he's back mm. on the bench again. I would hate that. And I'm assuming, Carney, the, the last 16, Yilmaz can play in that, can't he? Because we can, he can be we registered, can... I think, again. Yeah. Because yeah. so obviously we're, in, we're, in, we're, in, we're into January as well. Yeah. So you can yeah. register new signings. Yeah. So yeah. for me, Yilmaz to the end of the season. I'm sorry, the moth, if you're listening to us. <laughs> Lock your door tonight, mate. <laughs> pull your window, pull your blinds down so he can't see you walking about your flat in case he's got a sniper. Um, no, I, 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 I would tend to agree. I think it was just the last two games is much more of what I've expected to see from him. Uh, and for me, yeah, I would be the same. I think we're not, well, we'd be quick to jump the gun now, I think, and it would be best to to keep him here um, and, and see what we can get out for the last um, the last six months. Uh, but I think we'll. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens in the window. Um, just quickly, I'm going to do a question with a one-word answer. Alistair, okay? The rumour that we've seen today, and there's going to be plenty of rumours, right? I get that. Obviously, the one that we all know, well, Sam Lammers has been linked with Sunderland. Every single one yes. of us here says, yes, on you go. <laughs> see you later. I'll give you a lift if you want. Um, but Scott McKenna, um, Ali, yes or no? No. Ryan? Yes. Oh, I didn't expect that, Nicky. Nah, I think we can do better. Yeah, 100% agree. It's just one of those rumours that I've seen today that I thought, I'll bring that up. For me, no. I think we can do better as well. I do think we can do better. I don't think he's needed... I don't think he's an improvement on Suter, so I don't see why we should be looking to bring him in. Um, anyway, for tonight, gentlemen, that'll do. Quite a quick hour tonight. There was a lot to get through, but Alistair, for tonight, thank you very much. No problem. That was a good chat tonight. Um, as I said before I come on the podcast tonight, can I hope everyone has told their misses when they come in for work today mm-hmm. that Rangers have rescheduled the game for Valentine's Day. So um I I said that to my missus tonight and she wasn't very happy, but <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't expect so. I wouldn't have expected so. Uh, I need to tell I need to tell my missus when I go downstairs. Um Ryan, thanks very much. Cheers, boys. Um enjoyed that. Uh thanks to everybody. I think we missed it doing those statements and whatever, but it was quite a few yeah, new members, members there and a few people buying buying uh, subscriptions as well and, and gifting them out so just want to say thank you to all the new members and people that are buying memberships as well it's very much appreciated and also I know you're going to plug it but um, thanks to the lad who bought a ticket for the live show tell your mates and, and get them bought because we are very much looking forward to that two weeks this evening Two weeks this evening for sure. And Nicky, thank you very much, mate. Another, what can we call him? Who's the most consistent player we have just now in the team? Red Van Yelmaz. Red Van Yelmaz, <laughs> yeah. You've done it. You've done it. You've done a Red Van tonight, mate. Two, two consistent performances in a row. No, listen, thanks for having us along. Another enjoyable pod. Um, it'll be quiet, but we're in the midst of a tri- transfer window. So it'll be, I expect, carnage with the rumours over the next few weeks. And Listen, if 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 Michael Beale is seriously going to take Lammers off us, then I will forgive everything Michael Beale has done to us as a club. 
<laughs> I, I, I echo that, mate. I echo that. Yeah, as soon as you seen it, I was like, bro, get, get rid of him, go. I was like, somebody book his train now, get 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 him down there. But no, uh, thank you everybody for tuning in. Ryan's correct, all the all the, the um, memberships that tonight. Thank you so much for that. It's very much appreciated. Yeah, and there is still tickets available two weeks tonight. Um, we'll be live at the Loudon. We'll be just about to walk on stage as we speak, exactly two weeks today. So please come along if you can spare seven quid. Uh, come along and you'll see, uh, you'll see us on stage very much looking forward to that uh, over the weekend over the, the next week or so we'll still be back there's a few specials coming um, there'll be a few club extras as well so keep your eyes peeled on the channel there'll be something over the weekend and into the into the start of next week as well and of course we'll be back here next Friday with Club Live no matter what so enjoy your weekend everybody until we speak to you again we are Club at 22 the Rangers podcast cheers everybody Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.